Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, provided by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Witness Lee. Witness Lee was captured by the Lord Jesus as a young man of 19 in his native China. He consecrated his life to preach the gospel, and later labored side by side with Watchman Nee for parts of three decades, before eventually bringing this ministry to the West in 1962. He spent the next 35 years speaking to Christians in North America and all over the world before going to be with the Lord in 1997. The life study of the Bible is his most significant contribution to the heritage of biblical exposition, and we're delighted to be able to bring you short portions of his spoken ministry today. If you have questions or comments, or would like to find other Christians in your area enjoying this same ministry, just email us, radio at lsm.org. Again, that's radio at lsm.org. Here's today's program. After revealing himself in Matthew 13 as the sower of the seed of the kingdom, the Lord Jesus then goes on to give three parables that together paint a remarkably clear picture of the situation today in the sphere of Christendom. These three parables all point to outward characteristics that seem at first glance to be something positive to help God's kingdom to grow. But a closer examination reveals aspects of corruption and abominable practices that have infiltrated God's kingdom. Don't miss this critical, even crucial word today. Ron Kangas has joined us for a clear and critical presentation of Matthew chapter 13 and the parables of the mystery of the kingdom. Welcome to the program, Ron. Uh, Thanks for asking me to fellowship on this point. Uh, Matthew 13 is a very enlightening and exposing chapter. It's actually rare these days to find it clearly and adequately taught, and it's also rare to find people that have an ear to hear the truth that's revealed here. So pervasive has been the misunderstanding of some of these parables. We saw that from this chapter, every person on earth can be categorized according to how they relate to the kingdom of the heavens. Four categories of people, genuine believers, the false believers or terrors as they're presented, the abnormal believers, and then, of course, the worldly people. We really see signs of all four of these groups throughout these parables, don't we? Uh, We do, but the emphasis is really on the, the distortion of the genuine thing. The false believers sown by Satan, the devil, and then the abnormal development of what should have been an herb into really a mutated form. And then the effect of the inward corruption through the leaven. Then, of course, you have the worldly people that are just outside this sphere altogether But the emphasis really is on the distortion of the real thing. Well, as we uh, prepare for this first section with Witness Lee, let's look at a couple of these verses that are going to be the focus of this section. And this is Matthew 13, verses 31 and 32. And another parable he set before them, saying, The kingdom of the heavens is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, and which is smaller than all the seeds. But when it is grown... 
It is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of heaven come and roost in its branches. This parable particularly, Ron, gives us our first bullseye today related to the appearance and the distortion of the kingdom. Much light ahead for all of our listeners. Let's join Witness Lee. All these parables are uh, put out by the Lord in a very good sequence. Firstly, you have the parable of the sower to sow the seed, to bring forth the constituents of the kingdom of the heavens. Then you have the parable of the tares that the enemy put in the false constituents to make the kingdom of the heavens a kind of a today's Christendom. Now, following these, you have the parable of the mustard. Mustard is the smallest seed that grows herb, not a tree. Uh, for the uh, mustard as an herb to become a tree, it gets off God's creation principle. In Genesis 1, every plant must grow according to its kind. If the mustard becomes a tree, this is abnormal, and this is not according to uh, the uh, principle God ordained for the uh, life matter. In God's creation, God did put in the principles as the governing regulations to keep all the lives going on according to their own kinds in a proper way. Now, the mustard as a herb <laughs> grows up into a tree. It is abnormal. It is not according to the principle. It is out of God's regulation. The Lord sowed the seed of an herb, but this herb grows into a tree. Look at today's Christian. It's truly. It is not only a tree. It is a great tree, a big tree. Now you can see not only the nature of the constituent of the kingdom has been changed. But also, the size of the kingdom is absolutely abnormal. All the uh, people who uh, grow vegetables do know to have the best vegetables is always to have the herbs not to grow too big. When the herbs growing too big, they are just out of portion and they are not so good for eating. As long as we are herbs, we just produce the best food stuff. We produce the best uh, greens to make the loaves. And this will give people the best food and satisfy them. You look at today's Christendom, the whole Christendom becomes a big tree producing no fruit, but becoming just a big, big, large place for the birds. So this is called the appearance of the kingdom. Well, Ron, this parable of the mustard seed gives us a very clear picture of what is meant by the term, the appearance of the kingdom. I think it's worth going through again to make sure that our listeners really understand the problem of a mustard seed growing into a big tree. 
At the outset, let's point out that contrary to the common understanding of this parable, this is not a positive development. This is not a parable about how the gospel or the Christian message starts in a very small way, but gradually expands until it conquers the earth in a positive sense. This is not the revelation here. And we need to be open in our mind to understand what is being revealed by the Lord in this parable. You have a tiny seed that should produce a mustard herb plant of ordinary size. And that herb is uh, life-giving. It has some food element that is nourishing for humankind. But in this parable, this herb develops abnormally into a great tree. This is contrary to the principle in God's creation that living things be after their own kind. An herb becomes a huge tree, and in this tree, birds lodge. Well, earlier in this chapter, the birds are those things that swallow up the seed of the kingdom. So we should not interpret birds here as positive. So you have this huge tree giving this very imposing appearance. And so people with a natural understanding or people who follow the worldly value of bigness, greatness, size, numbers, they look at this appearance and they say, wow, amazing, wonderful. But to God, this is repugnant, disgusting, despicable, ugly, because it is a gross distortion and violation of what he began with. So we have here an abnormal development from an herb to a tree. And the result of this development is you have an appearance of the kingdom on the earth, which is contrary to the genuine reality of the kingdom of the heavens. Well, Ron, let's go on. In verse 33, another parable he spoke to them. The kingdom of the heavens is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal, until the whole was leavened. Another parable, often explained in one fashion. We're going to see it in the light of this ministry. Let's go back to Witness Lee. You have the rottenness, the corruption within the appearance of the kingdom of the heavens. What is this? This is the leaven. The parable of the leaven. Suicide and mixture. Firstly, you have uh, the three-measure meal. Meal means what? Fine flour. Made of uh, wheat grain. We know by the Bible, this meal, this fine flour made of wheat grain is always for the meal offering. The meal offering is the food of God's priests as well as to God. This meal offering is a full type 
of Christ in his humanity. And here, trimatio means what? Trimatio means a full meal. When the Lord appeared to Abraham, and Abraham told his wife, Sarah, to prepare a full meal, he told her to prepare the meal with three measures, fine flour. So three measures in the Bible means a full meal. This means what? I tell you, everything related to Christ has been leavened by this evil woman. The woman took the leaven and hid it in the meal, the uh, fine flour. Now, who is the woman? You read the end of the New Testament in chapter 2 of Revelation, you could see the woman is there. And this woman is by the name Zezbel. And uh, this is the church at Satara. According to history, everybody understands Satara signifies apostate church. And eventually, this evil man will become what? The great whore, the great harlot, the great prostitute, which is called by the Bible Babylon the Great. The female in these three chapters, Matthew 13, Revelation 2, and Revelation 17, the female in these three chapters is just the unique one. Apostate church. This Roman church has leavened every item concerning Christ. Yes, they do have Christ. They have the meal. But they put leaven into the meal. No doubt, some amount of divine things, but all mixed up with abominable things. Ron, now that we see that the giant mustard seed is not something according to God's way or goal, then this matter of the woman adding the leaven, I think, becomes much easier to grasp. The principle of leaven is that it takes something solid and pure and makes it more appetizing or easier to take. Again, though this may seem like a good thing from the natural point of view, it really has never been God's way, has it? No, it hasn't been God's way, and it will never be God's way. But it's the common way today, even among believers, including Christian workers, that are, of course, eager to have a great success in their work. And I want to point out that contrary to the popular view, the adding of leaven to the fine flour until the whole was leavened is not a positive development. Uh, Some preachers and some Bible teachers and theologians who really should know better from a careful study of the Word claim that this is a good thing, that uh, the gospel is working like leaven in a hidden way, and it's just spreading and spreading everywhere until the whole is leavened. I have to say, frankly, that's ridiculous. It's contrary to uh, the principle of interpreting Scripture by Scripture. Leaven is not a positive thing in the Word of God. It indicates evil things, sinful things, corruption, heretical teaching, hypocrisy, all of these things. And so once we are clear that this is not a positive development, then we can see the significance of this, that 
Certain religious people with the natural concept in presenting the divine truth have the idea, oh, this is too difficult for people to get. Uh, they can't understand this. They can't receive this. We have to add something to it, mix something with it to make it more palatable, to make it easier to take in. This is the human way, but this is not the divine way. According to Leviticus 2, in the type of the meal offering, there was to be no leaven in the meal offering. Paul spoke to the believers and said, Purge out the leaven. Do you not know a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Paul wasn't saying that this is a positive thing. He was saying that this is reprehensible and corrupting. So we have to draw a very clear distinction between God's way, which is to give us the pure truth and the pure Christ, and the natural human way to add in something, eventually and inevitably something corrupting, to make the divine things easier to take. And surely that's effective. It's popular. People respond to it. And those who add leaven may feel justified by their results. But that practice is condemned by God. Well, in the physical world, of course, leaven is something that we come in contact with every day. It's the incorporation of the principle of leaven into the spiritual things that we must be duly on guard against. Let's go back to Witness Lee, Ron. Do you realize every day you eat leaven? You know why we need the leaven? Without the leaven, the bread will be too hard. It's hard for people to eat and hard for people to digest. Our natural being just lags to take something to help us in these spiritual things. As long as we take in something to help us to take the spiritual things, that something in the Bible is called leaven. Whatever is not of the Spirit, whatever is not of Christ, something other than Christ, something other than Spirit, that is leaven. Not only all the idols, all the pictures, images in the cathedrals, not only those are leaven, even rock music, performance of dramas, all these are leaven. To take anything other than Christ for God's purpose, that is leaven. Oh, the subtle one is crouching there, waiting for the prey. We would be very easy to become his prey because within our human nature, we like to have something that can help people to touch the spiritual things. To preach the gospel, to bring people to Christ, the pure way, the sanctified way, is to pray. To pray is to use the pure word. Don't take any other way. Any other way you would take, that is to put leaven into the preaching. If we pray so much and we minister the word properly, yet people would not take, this is up to the Lord. We are for the testimony of Jesus. Whether they uh, receive or they don't receive, whether they believe or they don't believe, it's altogether up to the Father's will. 
We don't like to use any gimmick. We don't like to use anything to help the praising. Whatever gimmick, anything used by us, that is leaven in the eyes of God. We must see the difference between the reality of the kingdom and the appearance of the kingdom. The reality is precious to God, but the appearance is abominable to Him. Ron, if we're going to be clear about the kingdom, it's crucial that we see the difference between the appearance of the kingdom we've been talking about today and the reality of the kingdom. I was touched in his speaking here that these things that are so common and popular today, worldly attractions, uh, using worldly entertainment as a means to draw ones to the Lord, uh, this is a real temptation today even, especially dealing with our young people, isn't it? It's a temptation, but it's beyond a temptation. It's the common practice. Uh, We're giving out, sounding forth, a minority word here. The common way is to have some kind of leaven to attract people. Young people may not be inclined to come to your gospel meetings, so have a rock band. Uh, Unbelievers may not want to come to your church building or cathedral, so have famous personalities, even if they're not real believers, have them there, or have some kind of dramatic production, and then use that as a means, I would say as a bait to draw people. God hates this. God wants the reality and the pure reality. He is a holy God, an absolute God, who hates mixture. And he wants those who sound forth the gospel to pray and to rely upon the power of the Spirit and to preach the pure word and to leave the results up to him. But in today's religion, so many want to be great. They want to have a reputation for themselves. They want to have a following. They want to have a huge number. And so they give in to this temptation, which has become the common practice to add something, some gimmick, really from the world, a means of entertainment, a corrupting element to draw people to your meeting under the pretext that your goal is to preach the gospel. The apostles did not practice this. The Lord Jesus did not practice this. If we are faithful to the Lord and to his word, we will seek to purge out the leaven from our being and have a pure exercise in preaching the word of God for the glory of God, according to the character of God, and in obedience to the word of God. We don't set out to highlight these kinds of messages But as we progress, book by book, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, through the Bible, there is an incumbent responsibility that we inherit as those who have uh, have the privilege of handling this ministry. This is a faithful and true word, and uh, we commit it to the Lord and commit our own beings to the Lord, that this element of leaven, these things uh, exist in all of us, don't they? They do, and I feel what we especially need in the light of the word we heard and the fellowship we had today is that we need to have God's feeling toward reality and God's feeling toward appearance. We need to love the reality. We need to hate the appearance even as God does. Only when we have this kind of feeling in our being 
will we be absolute as God is for the reality of the kingdom of the heavens. Ron, thank you very much for your participation. This is not an easy word, and I am uh, very grateful that you joined us today. You're most welcome. We have to uh, faithfully commit this word as well as our recommendation that you contact us for the supplementary material that we have on these matters. If you have uh, been enlightened, seen something, been touched, or perhaps you disagree completely, certainly, at least we agree, this topic deserves more careful, thorough study before the Lord. So please contact us. Our toll-free number is one 888 Study. That's 888-543-3788. Our mailing address, Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or email, please write to radio at lsm.org. For Ron Kangas today, I'm Chris Wild. Thank you for listening. Are you enjoying this program online or on a smartphone right now? Did you know there's much more from Living Stream Ministry that you can carry with you? Go to lsm.org slash ePublications to discover all that we have available for your tablet, e-reader, or smartphone. We support Kindle, Nook, iSilo, and ePub formats, which means you can read this ministry on any PC, Mac, Android, Palm, BlackBerry, Sony, or Linux device. Everything from the recovery version of the Bible to the complete life study messages and a vast array of other titles by Witness Lee and Watchman Nee are now just a touch away. The Word of God is rich and weighty, but now you can take it with you wherever you go. Again, the website, lsm.org slash ePublications. Thanks for listening today.